The thing said go. The following is a special presentation. Rating the vault with Vanekin Lunchbox proudly supports the following. Hey guys, please check out and support What's Fucked Up Podcast, Mountain Smoke Shop, Of the Dead Designs, and the Tope Suicida brand. This is Scott with Mita Goodwin, Ace of Space Radio, and Reality Check TV, Modesto View Magazine, and ModestoView.com. Please support my buddy Zorin out in Sacramento, California with Capital Chaos. And as always, please support our really good friends out in Grand Pass, Oregon, GunMusicRadio.com. All right, what do you got, Davey? Ladies and gentlemen, make sure this weekend, if you're in the Northern California area, you check out CWA's All Out War live at the Castle Veterans Base at bell times at 3 p.m. You can get your tickets at California Wrestling Association on Facebook or contact Johnny Butabi. You also, if you missed that, the next night at Strummers in Fresno, you can check out Strummer Slam as Blacklist Pro Wrestling presents our homecoming, where we will clown, crown our first ever Blacklist Pro Wrestling champion. And, of course, if you want to hear my voice some more, every Monday night, live at 8 p.m., you can check out Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Yes, you can. Also, hey, Davey, do you know that if you go to tpublic.com, you can get Rating the Vault with Vanekin Lunchbox t-shirts? I did not know that. Did you know that if you go to tpublic.com, you can get Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box t-shirts? I did know that, but that's just because I set it up. Did you know that if you go to tpublic.com, you can get a shitload of Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise? I know that because I have some of it. Okay, well, check it out, folks. Go to tpublic.com and search. Dude, Talking Shop with the Boss in a Box, Mike Vanek Sucks. Or even search of the dead and get the sickest wrestling shirts imaginable. Uh, Davey, you're gonna want to go on there and check out the Minoru Suzuki shit that he made. Um, I'm gonna see him on Saturday at CWA. Oh, we're on. Tell Juan I said what's up. Will do. So, so yeah, support, support, support. Remember, every time you make a purchase on. Um, tpublic.com that supports a local artist and i'm telling you right now dude with everything that's going on there ain't nothing more important than supporting your local artist also really quick i want to mention that you can support us by going to paypal booking 209 at yahoo.com if you feel like supporting the show Dude, drop us a dime. I don't fucking appreciate the hell out of it. And, oh shit. Rating the ball two. And we're good to go. All right. Without any further ado, since my fucking computer starts. Every time I have you on here, this starts acting weird. I'm a weird dude. I make, th- I make weird things happen. It's what you, I do. You do. I make strange things happen. I mean, I I got that beautiful woman to marry me. I have a beautiful son. Thrown many shows. I bought a house. 
I have almost perfect credit. Shit's weird, dude. Word. Remember, um, while I'm trying to get this to load, you can listen to this podcast as soon as we're done on rss.com. It's rss.com backslash podcast backslash Mike Vanek sucks. What happened? You tell me what happened. Uh, my screen just went black. Mine shut off the other day during the Talking Shop episode. Straight shut down. All right. All right, guys. Without further ado, enjoy the show.
have a rating the vault episode without starting it out with Bill. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Call anybody in the motherfucking phone book that'll listen to the sound of your voice and tell them, hey, dude. Rating the Vaults live with Vanek and Lunchbox. What up, Lunchbox? What's going on, my brother, 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 man? I have just started vacation as of about four hours ago, and I am so fucking excited. Whole weekend of wrestling. Got a loser show next weekend. Got the recap of Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box on Monday. But tonight, my brother, we are here to talk about the Fat Cat Music House and Lounge, the, the greatest, Grail. I said the greatest venue, Modesto, and I will go ahead and say it, the 209 has ever or will ever have, period, end of discussion. The Fat Cat was our, the Fat huh? Cat was our Fillmore, the Fat Cat was our Ruthie's Inn for the old schoolers, the Fat Cat was our Omni, if you will, the Fat Cat was the greatest and I was lucky enough to be fat cat staff and for anybody that knows me uh, and if you do know me and if you know me for a long time you probably worked there with me because all my friends got jobs the fat cat Jojo from nothing but losers got a job at the fat cat Bobby Hart from pro wrestling Bushido job at the fat cat job at the fat cat and he ended up being my boss if you could wrap that around your head. Fat Cat, Cat. <laughs> Fat Cat was at 930 11th Street in beautiful downtown Modesto. And for the better part of probably 15 years, it was open to the public. And when um, I got the opportunity to start working there, it was the greatest time of my life. Now, I have to say a disclaimer. We are not going to talk about why it closed. We're not going to talk about the end when it just totally went downhill. And we are not going to talk about or talk shit about anybody that worked there, including the people that ran it. So no Chris least, Ricky jokes. At least not in seriousness. We, I might, no. Hey, dude, if I make a Chris Ricky joke, I'll make a fucking Chris Ricky joke. And Chris Ricky has my number. He can call me. And I will yeah. make it to him again. I love at the Chris end of the show. We may discuss, uh, you know, what happened, and you know, I'm just not trying to trash anybody tonight. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to trash anybody in the real sense of the word. Now, in the fun sense of the word, oh no, 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 no. This is a oh, yeah. lunchbox show. My name's on the fucking title, sir. And if you think there ain't gonna be some good natured ball busted, then you done picked the wrong fucking co-host. No quarter jokes. We're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about why I got fired, even though it's, it's yeah, yeah. Well, we'll then there's see, that. We'll see how much we drink. But moving oh, forward, I, yeah. So I would like to start with one of the moments where the fat cat meant so much to me. Picture okay. this: June fourth, two thousand five. Debatably, the second or most important date of my life, depending on if you want to say the birth of my son. And that was the day I married my beautiful wife, who will be Absolutely. known as fucker on this show. Yeah. Yes, yes. Those, of you, those of you know her name. Now, Mike Vanek, because he was living that gig life, had to miss my wedding, and he was supposed to be a groomsman. Oh. So 
of course, you know, Mike Vanek pitches the blame off and makes me sound like the jerk because I tried to hold him to it and got mad about it and had to get a groomsman. Who, you know what? That's my first song I want. Okay. So I had to get another groomsman who was in one of the bands we'll be featuring next. But Mike Vanek calls me after my wedding. Hey, brother, like, how can I make it up to you, dude? I'll I, I let you down on that one. Well, shit, brother. The day after I come home from my honeymoon, Static X is playing the fat cat. How about a pair of tickets? So my wife and I came home on a Sunday night. I went to work Monday. And the ve- and as soon as the bell rang, I charged off to the Fat Cat Music House and Lounge to see 36 Crazy Fists and Static X. Ooh, god damn. Damn. Uh, 36 Crazy Fists were favorite bands. Um, still are one of my favorite bands. And I'll tell you why. And it starts with a W, ends with a D. Uh, they just, dude. Alaska's best band ever came out of Alaska and fucking from skin lab shows up. We'll hear some skin lab tonight. Um, and it's, it was just a party. Wayne static was the coolest dude ever to hang out around. Um, they didn't kick us out during sound check. Pretty much. You guys want to hear anything? And dude, I got to fucking just tell Wayne static, Hey, play loser. And they played it. You know what I mean? Um, and that was just one of hundreds, hundreds of shows that we worked on. Um, you know, fucking dude, I could round them off. Kill switching gates. The place held six hundred. Hold, Hold on, I don't want to talk about because I was trying to save okay. kill switch engage. Okay, well like, we can do that. Um, well, I mean. If we, if you want to go ahead, go ahead. You already started it. No, dude, we're good. Um, my first national act I ever did with Fat Cat was Head PE in a band from Australia called Full Scale. <laughs> uh, so is this party political activity, Mike Vanek? Oh God! And then they were supposed to come back like a month later and cancel the week of to go play in San Jose. And I talked a bunch of shit online. And then the booking agent called Chris Ricky. And that was the first time I had to get pulled aside. They're like, hey, you can't say that online. <laughs> Look, that was one of I'm those still, first times Mike Vanek was muzzled. I'm still saying shit online. So whatever. It didn't help much. Well, I mean, you stopped for a while. But yeah, yeah. no, the, the thing I remember most about that Australian ass band, first of all, is that song that seemed like it only had one line in it. And then, secondly, the fact that Homeboy comes out dressed as Mel Gibson from Road Warrior in the fucking cutoff jean shorts, the combat boots, and the fucking leather jacket with the mullet. And they may have been one of the worst bands I've ever seen in my life. I liked them. I thought they were good. No, no, they no. play. No, dude. That song has. That's like when you go see Dope. And, like, Edsel Dope doesn't sound like that because he doesn't use all the vocal processors. That's almost the same shit. Like, they, they, the song wasn't very good to begin with. Speaking of Edsel Dope, do you know that he's the singer for Static X now? Yes, I do. Fucking awesome. 
And so, they are playing San Francisco the day either on my dad's birthday or the day after. Mm -hmm. Um. So, what was your? We're gonna want you to start thinking about your top five national acts. And oh, you're gonna make me rattle off five. Yeah, and at the end of the show, we're going to name our top five national acts. But right now, I want to tell you what my favorite gig of the Fat Cat was. I have it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody who knows me knows my favorite band in the whole world is Exodus. And I was briefly in a band. I was briefly in a band called Rebel's Mother. Rebel's mother, brother. Rebel's mother, brother. Um, dude, and we got the opportunity to open for Exodus with two really good bands. Um, nothing but losers, which Davy is now guys. in, <laughs> and our brothers who recently uh, got back together for a show at the Cozy Corner Tavern. Uh, and Davy actually played it. Stick Murder. And I told Davey to pick three bands. I picked three bands. You were going to hear some Stig Murder tonight. Um, now, probably, speaking, speaking of Stig yeah. Murder, if you notice my bright orange road cone rubber finger shirt, stupid mm -hmm. fucking camera. Yeah. This yeah. was given to me on stage at the Fat Cat. It was. I was there. So Mike Vanek was nice enough to let me have the book for the night. And book a birthday show. And of mm -hmm. course, how am I going to have a birthday show without my boys and Stig Murder there? So Stig Murder called me up to play their song Crimson Red. And, and, sing, and sing with them. So they give me the mic. And they fucking, they go through the intro clip. And then it's Murder 5 by Rubberfinger, which I used to get up and sing with them. And so we did, th we did that instead. And right when it gets to the, the breakdown... Right towards the end, dun, 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 dun. fucking master that Donnie Gutierrez is. He's looking at me smiling. He switches to drumming one-handed, and he reaches down into his cymbal bag and he flings this shirt at me. And this was the shirt he used to wear on stage when he was in Rubberfinger. There's a black one and an orange one. I have the orange one. Real quick in the chat, what up, Brian Powell? Hey, what's um, up, Brian Powell? What fucking up, Brian Mike? Sticky tips, hey. It's the last Me Redwood Metal Fest, and then I'm going to have an even bigger, better year the next year. Motherfucker, when, hey, um, when I get a beer, I'm toasting him. Oh, Brian Powell. To, yeah, Brian Powell. Forgot to tell you, you're in charge of the chat tonight. Wait, it's, um, but I'm not seeing, okay, is he on, so am I in charge of the Facebook chat or all the chats? Just whatever you see. Uh, uh, I only see jo two messages from Jordan. Okay. Well, Brian Powell, um, Trojan, the nicest dickhead I know. Um, I didn't get Trojan. the Christmas candy, motherfucker. Just saying, you're supposed to call me. Broken Trojan sent me a really nice care package. So everybody knows I'm a giant Raider fan. So Brian, he sent me my favorite Raider card of all time, Cliff Branch, Speed Kills. And, bro, I have original Brian Powell artwork. This is a sculpture. It's a snail. And the middle finger. <laughs> so it's I call Brian Powell. Yeah. And if you know anything about Broken Trojan, 
you can go eat a bag of dicks. So, right on. Um, tell me about this bitch. So we're gonna play our first song, baby. Sorry, brother. I, I you you put me in charge of the chat, so I had to get to it. I don't see okay. anything from Brian Powell. It's on mine. All right. All right. Cool. Um, tell me about isolate. Ah, yes. The mighty isolate started by this one dude. We all used to know from a bunch of different bands, mostly vile descent named Nuki. He told us, Hey, I got this new band coming up isolate. And we're like, whatever, you know, you, you, you're starting a new band. That's cool and all. So I drive up to Stockton to go to the Blackwater cafe to see these guys play their first show or actually it was their second. They played the Legion I, hall before that. I think I was and, in your um, backseat. Huh? I think I was in your backseat. No, you were not. That was just me and Jen because we wound up having to give the guitar player a ride. But anyway, so I go watch this band and, you know, of course, Nuki's my connection into it, but I start, you know, as they start developing their, you know, inner band issues that don't fucking matter to me, the rest of the band, you know, comes to me and is like, Hey, we want you to know, dude, like, just cause he was your boy first doesn't mean we don't appreciate that you've been around and we, and we still want to hang out and play shows for you and whatnot. Cause I had booked them several times. So, you know, isolate actually is, let's see if I can get it out. The first tattoo I ever received. Funny thing about those guys. The week. Oh, there's Brian. Fuck you too, buddy. Uh, the week after I moved to Bristol, the Isolate Brothers moved to Knoxville. <laughs> yep. So they're so close to you than they are to me. Yeah. They're, hey, Martha, good evening. Hi, Martha. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, hi. Fucking Jordan's on drugs. Uh, oh, um, does, that, does that gimmick transcend multiple shows? Well, you know. Since uh, since I got eighty six from the the talking shop crew, I just uh, I just I just watch it from afar. You got future endeavored, sir. Future endeavored. Future, I like that better. You got future endeavored. We wish you the best in your future endeavors, sir. Mm, awesome. <laughs> like this one that you're doing with me. Yeah, dude. You know, I do a podcast every day. Well, not any not, day. Not every day, <laughs> all the time anymore. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about isolate, not your podcast. Um, isolate, <coughs> isolate lives about an hour and a half away from me. If I ever hey, want to go to homies in Sacramento. Yeah. So I saw them at the um, Ed Harris Legion Hall in Stockton the night that I came in with my built tattoo. And uh, jumped off the stage, and everybody fucking was like, "What are you doing?" Different, I landed different, right. Different show. No, they were playing. Cause no, they were not. They were not together yet. They weren't together yet. No, sir. Mm. That was the council and built and crypt orchid. You're talking about the wrong show, brother. Because no, you're wrong. When you dove off, play- when you dove up, by the time Isolate came around, Brian was already in Broadside. Because they played their mm. first show together, actually. Okay. Well, then I'm wrong, and I look like a dumbass on um, worldwide television. So, um, yeah, don't get in a war memory with the box, dude. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, by the way, you're wrong about John Moxley's book. What about it? He wrote it on one of these, my friend. That's not what I was reading a direct quote, sir, but that's not the discussion. So isolate back to the point uh -huh. again. Uh, like I said, these guys became my brothers. I obviously I have the tattoo on my arm. Nick, yeah. was, Nick, the guitar player, was the guy to sub in for Mike Vanek at my wedding. And yes, thank you very much. Back, I remember back when they didn't really get along with Mike Vanek, but I talked Mike Vanek into, hey, give these guys an opening slot at the Fat Cat show on one of the mm -hmm. local band nights. Mike Vanek said, Davey, you're my brother. For you, I'll do it. Fortunately, that was back when we had just started really doing local band bills with the Fat Cat. Yeah, They came out swinging. They came out to a full house. And they stole the show that night. Yeah, they did. Totally. All right. So without further ado, you want to wanna give an intro? Ladies and gentlemen, this song is about a lot of the people that you know. And, the so and believe it or not, before social media, the social media world we live in. This is Faker Than Fiction off Silence Kills. Available on Spotify, YouTube, and wherever the fuck else. That's Isolate. I-S-O-L-A-T-E. Silence kills. Look it up. Promise you won't be disappointed. Take it and you listen to it on the Rating the Vault with Vanek and Lunchbox.
fucking A. Now, this just brings me back, man. This takes me back to the days of the fat cat. This takes me back to the days before I was even old enough to get the fat cat. And true story, I snuck into every fucking bar in the Central Valley, be it the Dirty Duck, be it the Chop Shop in Manteca, Cheers, um, fucking a uh, couple there, uh, On the Y in Sacramento. Um, I was throwing shows at a bar and getting smashed long before I was 21. Yeah. But I could not, could not sneak into the fat cat. No, it was like Fort Knox. Remember when I got uh, pistol whipped and robbed in Merced and I had that shit on my nose, well, shit on my face? Yes. Um, They took my wallet and I went to the fat cat with uh, Amy and that fucking asshole they used to be with. Um, and dude, they wouldn't let me in. I was like, dude, my face got busted. My wallet got stolen. You and, know who I am. Like, yeah, it's like, dude, been here a fucking million times. I was before you worked there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was, it was the, uh, the hardest bar to get into if you didn't have an ID. And, and they and they they barely barely accepted any fakes. I knew one mm-hmm. chick, one chick that was able to pull it off. Yeah, and I knew a couple people who got in, but huh? And I know a couple of people got. My son got into the fat cat. Well, I was gonna say, let's not forget Haley got Derek into Do- the fat cat. Let's not yeah. forget when we threw Derek Dooney the the sunglasses and the backwards hat mm-hmm. and the guard. And I, I swear the guards were just like, dude, he just. We know he's not going to go in there and drink. He's not going to cause a problem. He just wants to watch this band. Like, we're going to go ahead and let Because he has to sit outside all night and wait otherwise. Shit, I remember a day when Adam Rafferty, when he was in Sickle, was mm-hmm. unable to get into the Fat Cat. So he would have to sit out back with other band members yeah. and wait until they That's let what they made short. you do. You had to sit in the back patio area with your gear. Um, so Nick Souza was one of those guys. Nick Souza, when Hatred played, when Zetros was still in the band, um, I, let, I had to, I had to escort him upstairs to the red room. I let him change and then they played their set and he loaded out and they left. Um, so one quick story about Fat Cat Security. The night we had Testament. Um, Chuck Billy, uh, Greg Christian, who's on my feed, um, Costa, no, no, uh, Joe Salazar, who's been in, uh, and always lost forever obscured Bab Morta, you know, they were all in the, in the green room, which was right behind the stage. And they just happened to be smoking a joint spike who we called him spike because he had big giant spikes. Had just been hired as big the head of security. Spikes. Yeah, big giant spikes. He just took his hair and made spikes. He, uh, we called him Sonic, like the Hedgehog. As was the style at the time. So he had just been hired head of security. So this guy's like by the book, fucking doing the thing. He walks in, catches them smoking a joint in the Fat Cat, and it was not fucking cool to smoke weed in the Fat Cat. Um, you know. 
uh, me and Snake from Skin Lab got busted fucking smoking pot the fat cat and a very famous speech that I was told I cannot tell the story anymore was made and we just we just went outside. It was called a safety meeting. Wait, oh, safety told, meeting. Who, who's told you you're not allowed to tell the story anymore? Uh, I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? Who cares? It's not like you're beholden to anybody anymore. You're not even there. It's the Slayer story. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to tell the Slayer story. Fine. You know, he may have told uh, Chris Ricky. Listen, pal. I don't care. I'm going on tour with Slayer tomorrow. I could pack my shit up right now if you like me to, because Steve brought his kids to the show. Yeah. And and Chris Ricky was like, "Hey, they can't be here." Well, he laid out this speech, and I'm telling you, it was the coolest fucking thing ever to see my boss just cower down in front of somebody and he went and got a hotel room at the best western and steve's wife um allison took their two boys to chill at the hotel room hostility was on that show Mm -hmm. and um he ended up giving the hotel room to hostility after the show, but anyways, back to just, just so you didn't have to have a uh, hostility was here on your on your wall again. That was the night from hostility your, was here. Get your, yeah. get your get your fridge shrink wrapped. Yeah, they shrink wrapped my fridge. It was awesome. Um, so, anyways, uh, Spike um, calls the cops on Testament. Oh shit! And, and fucking, um, you know. Chuck Billy's in handcuffs and Greg Christian's, you know, getting fucking escorted out. And I walk in, Chuck Billy looks at me, so you better fix this now. And I look, I ran to Chris Ricky and I said, Spike's got my headliner in fucking handcuffs. One of the biggest, <laughs> they're one of the biggest bands in the fucking world. And we're not going to be able to book any good metal bands if this happens right now. What was that? Dude, they were smoking a joint. Fucking. You know what I mean? Chris Ricky walks out back, cowboy boots, jeans. Uh, I think he just cut his ponytail off with this fucking cowboy hat on. Says, Spike, let him go. Oh, but they were smoking in the club. And no, these, these fine gentlemen can do whatever they want in my club. And fucking they let him go. Fucking Chuck Billy just looked at me. And we walked in the fucking um, thing. And if anybody knows anything about Chuck Billy from Testament, he's about this fucking tall, this fucking wide, full bullied fucking Indian. And I thought he wanted to kill me. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was not good. (laughs) So this next segment is going to be all about friendships. I thought we were uh, already kind of in that. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to, you know, do the professional thing. Professional thing? What the fuck do you think this is? A show? No, it's just me and you hanging out with our fucking homies in the chat. Got people hanging out with us? You know, what's yeah. up, tree? Big tree? Um, Dude, so everybody that I know, except for maybe a, a small handful of people from when I was a kid, everybody that I know, that I'm friends with 
came from the music industry. And most of it was the fat cat. I met so many people working at the fat cat um, from all genres in life. Everything, uh, you know, fucking. um, It was just, dude. And uh, the biggest friendships would be um, two. So I met JoJo before I started working on the back app. But when they needed help, I was like, hey, my buddy needs a job. And they're like, oh, well, who is he? I'm like, JoJo from Nothing But Losers. He'll come work. And they were like, well, I don't know. Can you really shave? Will you do this? And JoJo was like, I'll do anything you fucking want. And JoJo came in and busted his fucking ass. And then from JoJo... JoJo's best friend was Bobby Hart. Well, Bobby Hart was at a wrestling company. Hey, can I do wrestling shows at your fucking club? Fuck yeah, you can do wrestling shows at the club. Came in, did a couple wrestling shows. Next thing you know, hey, we need somebody. Well, my guy from the wrestling company needs a job. And then they came in, and then fucking like six months later, Bobby was my fucking boss. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, not only does did he have a good sense of business about him, he also mm-hmm. towers over everybody and is a horrifying individual to have to tell you, stop doing what you're doing or get out of my club. So, I mean, yeah. he, he just he fits the mold really well. Like, speaking of a fat cat Bobby Hart story, so those of you who were in Modesto at a in like 2012 to 2013, 14-ish, knew that Monday nights we had our meetings at the Fat Cat, where we would all show up as local bands, promoters, co- comedians, rappers, mm-hmm. musicians of all genres. You know, the we get together and we just got to talk about yeah, the whole entertainment community. And we just kind of get together and basically use it to promote to each other and kind of time to shake hands, kiss babies, you know, get to know each other a little bit, preferably mm-hmm. outside your own genre. Now, a lot of it was just us metalheads like busting on each other, like Brutal Innocence and Zombie Destinch had a great war words going on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if you attended these meetings and showed up and helped do work at the Fat Cat like that, they would in turn let you into whatever big national shows were coming down the pipe for free. And that's where so, bands got their national shows. If yes. you went to those meetings, you were first in line for all the good shows. You so, I mean? so I walk in to the Fat Cat on the night of, I believe it was Mushroom Head. And yeah. I, bought, I bought Jenna tickets for her birthday. And mm-hmm. I didn't buy a ticket because I go to the meeting. So, so I walk in. And I start to tell the nice lady at the at the at the front door, hey, I go to the meeting, so I believe I'm supposed to get free admission. And all of a sudden, I at a much heavier weight, probably pushing about 260 at the time, am grabbed by one shoulder and spun bodily around to come nose to nose with Bobby Hart, who's crouched down low enough just to get eye to eye with me, looking at me all mean and shit. And I just fucking cock my head sideways because I'm like, whatever, Bobby Hart ain't mad at me for no reason. And so Bobby just starts freak dancing on me. So I do the only fucking thing a real man could do. I freak dance back. (laughs) (laughs) And so after a couple minutes of two big meaty men slapping meat, bumping and grinding on each other in the doorway of the fat cat, I turn around to once again explain to the nice lady watching the door I'm allowed to come in for free. And she's already moved down the line. She knows that I'm okay to be there and just stops caring. And keep in mind, there's a line of people waiting to get in. 
<laughs> yeah, and like I said, she just as soon as Bobby grabbed me, I think, like she was just like, "Okay, he's cool." Like she stopped paying attention to me. Like I said, I turned around to try to finish my speech and be like, "See, I know Bobby Hart." And instead, all I got was like total being ignored. <laughs> like she didn't care. I was good. So, speaking of charming people, um, there's a lovely lady uh, to sleep above me. You know, it was like, oh, I work for the radio station. I got to pay to get in. They're like, oh, you got to ask Vanek. And Vanek walks up and's like, oh, yeah, you got to pay 10 bucks. <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, 14 years later. I live in her basement. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 14 years and four fucking CMAs later. Four CMA, four ACMs, two Crystal Microphone Awards, and we're going to we're going to Nashville in February. Uh, and that's whose basement you live in. Pretty much, yeah. Well, the only reason I'm in the basement is because, you know, Gina and kids live here now. Well, right, because, you know, she wants you to shut the fuck up. I mean, if you were standing here yelling at Two in the morning with your brother over there. She probably shut up, Mark Vanek. Hi, Davy. So, yeah. Hey, Davy. Never sitting next to a fat kid with French fries. You're fatter than I am now, brother. <sighs> probably. Um. So, who are some of your closest friends that you met at the Fat Cat? Well, that I actually met at the Fat Cat, I'm kind of like you on that. Like, I knew JoJo before mm-hmm. I went to the Fat Cat, you know, but, but the re- that, was yeah. where I developed, that was where I developed a relationship with the guy. I'd met him a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was where All I the family. The Alsip family is actually mm-hmm. where I was going next, of course, man. Fucking yeah. Mike, Jen, first of all, you guys are warriors, man. We're with you out here. Like, yeah. Um, so that's for all those we need to say about that, yeah, I want um, to that that's that's sad. Quick update though, she's doing really well. Um, for I've those of that. you that that don't know, um, Dakota also was in a horrible accident, but hey, she's at home, uh, she's walking, they're going on trips. They took her to go see the animal, dude, fucking the fucking trooper. And, and you know, as everybody that knows me knows that. Um, I'm pretty much family with the Allsteps. We're, we're the fam family. Everybody that follows that band and their their antics, and I've gotten hammered ass drunk more times than I can count in their backyard at a show. They would have full shows in their backyard. So nothing but love and respect to the Allsteps. You'll hear damn tonight. Um, how can so. Who are some of your other friends that were those relationships were fucking pretty much handled at the fact that because we all hung out there, you know what I mean? Well, already the aforementioned Bobby Hart. I met Bobby Hart mm-hmm. at the Fat Cat. Um yeah. and it was funny because I could be in a giant national crowd, you know, and and like get hot and sweaty and ditch my shirt, and some other security guard be like, put your shirt on, then Bobby Hart be standing there and be like, Don't worry about him and his shirt. He ain't yeah. cause no problems. Like yeah. uh and and if Bobby said something and somebody fucking told Bobby, especially when he became the manager there, 
if somebody told Bobby Hart, what, what, no, you can't do that, Hart would be like, oh, well, who the fuck? <laughs> Who's you ever yeah, you, 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 you know what I mean? You, you can stop me. The, I know the manager. Like, he wouldn't tell you he was the manager. Yeah. He'd tell you he knew him. They were tight. If you yeah. want, we go well, see I know him the right And whenever, yeah, he would come out and just be like, um, yeah, I'll call Chris Ricky. And as soon as he said that, everything everything was cool. I'll just I'll, I'll call Chris Ricky. And he'd just be like, Van, you know, go away. <laughs> you know, another another friend that I, I met her actually here in Los Banos, helping co-promote a show, but I really developed mm-hmm. that relationship with the Fat Cat, which is the lovely Jill Irons and her wonderful husband, Ryan Irons. But like those Bosses are two are people. Mine. Well, I'm and I met Ryan Irons at a Fat Cat meeting, which is actually what got Brutal Innocence mm-hmm. our first bigger show when we opened up for her mm-hmm. down the street at so, Lux or whatever they were calling it at the time. Mm-hmm. When he came so, into the scene, he was real standoffish to me, and um, of course, you know Jill. Man, you know Jill is one of the coolest promoters that was ever in Modesto. She worked her fucking ass off. She continues to work her fucking ass off. Uh, Jill and Ryan were perfect for each other. You know what I mean? And they just started buying stages and building stages. And if you need a stage, you're in the Modesto area, you need a stage for your event, call up FM concerts, man, because they will fucking, they'll hook it up. So I started working for them with the, the stage business. And Brian looks over and tells me, so yeah, I started working in Modesto. Um, one of the booking agents told me to stay away from you. So, uh, you know, we st- we stayed away from you, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, that happens." I'm Mike Vanek. People do that. Yeah. No, dude. You know, and that's the thing is when you really break it down, the Fat Cat is the the venue that helped you carve out your legacy. You know, a absolutely, lot- it was. You know, we've had some decent promoters, some that, some that you like better than others, some that you don't. Um, you know, of course, the the current and best standing one, in my opinion, is, you know, Brock Wiley. Um, you know, yeah. Brockelstein has done some great work. Brain sticky Bro- Well, he was never a Modesto promoter, though. Oh, oh wait. You're thinking, you're, but then there was that other that quesadilla guy that you know you don't get on with, and there are all these metal promoters that have come and gone. Amy Strong, told, uh, you know what? She, uh, but all she's done is go out to improve her life. Um, yeah. But you know, Amy yeah. Strong, all these metal promoters that have done big, mm-hmm. good things in Modesto, but mm-hmm. none of them had the resource you did with the Fat Cat, and like I said, that's what helped you really carve that legacy that you built. Shout out to Chris show. Walker too, Chris Walker. Uh, he was a Turlock guy. Uh, he did several shows with the Fat Cat. Several. Um, Chris Walk. That was like right before he left. Um, he lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know where the. Um, so that's where the Simpsons baseball team is. Right, the Isotopes, and the no, isotopes. they moved him back to Springfield. Okay. Go Topes. But anyway, Mike Vanek, I do believe it's time we play another song. Okay, so we're talking about friendships, and I have two really strong bonds from the Fat Cat. 
One is the aforementioned all set family. Fucking, you're going to hear damn at the end of the night. Um, but, dude, JoJo Rush and his family have done for, more for me than anybody. And I'm talking not just, you know, doing the shows and whatever. Um, JoJo is my legitimate brother. Um, his his kids call me Uncle Vanek. Um, I am fucking indebted to them. They've had their power turned off because DSI had to get paid. You know, DSI had to get paid for. Um, you know, and JoJo has gone above and beyond. Like you, my friend, when people started saying, yeah, we won't support you if you play with Mike Manning. <laughs> JoJo said, was the one. We both said, fuck him. Yeah, fuck JoJo him. was just like, no, Manning's always been there for us. And I, sir, I take my hat off to you. I fucking, I miss them so much. The last time I was at home for a day, you know, that's the main thing I wanted to do was go hang out with Davey and JoJo, and that's what we did. So um, this, my friend, is dedicated to all the losers, everybody, from Fast Eddie, from fucking Glitter Dick, um, Dustin Oliver, dude. Crusher. Everybody, Crusher. Everybody that's ever played in that band, man, I love you guys. Thank you for everything that band's ever done for me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is nothing but losers on Raiding the Vault with Back and Lunchbox. God, I love doing that album cover. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was nothing but losers right here on Raiding the Vault with Vanek and Lunchbox. Brother, 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 brother. Dude, you're muted. Yeah, fucking Restream told me as soon as I started talking. Like, I was saying, I, I know that band. I might have heard that. I, one of those voices sounds vaguely familiar. That's my favorite. I play that <laughs> all the time. All yeah, right, honestly, dude, that's, that's the jam. Even Tell though it you. only makes me think of Dave Bell's Naked Junk. Like, <sighs> no, 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 no. We did a show at Eve's house for a pair of birthdays once, and mm -hmm. that motherfucker ditched his skirt and was wearing nothing. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. And my wife had my phone doing a live video the whole time. So she looks at me as soon as his balls are everywhere and is like, I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. Let's see how long they let us go. And they didn't cut us off. Like, so somewhere out there, there's about 52 minutes of Dave Bell and his naked dick on Facebook if you search hard enough through my past fucking live streams. So we're talking about friends, and a good friend of ours both is Chris Morris. Ah, tell us, also a rubber finger member. Yeah, tell us about this time's brutal, brother. Ah, this time's brutal. Well, not only did it include Chris Morris, formerly of Rubber Finger fame, but it also included the one and only Steve Branion, who mm -hmm. you know, one of one of, in my opinion, the best frontmen to ever come out of the two hundred nine. Arguably number one, straight up. Yeah, got Steve's to tour the country with Better Left Unsaid. Yes, Steve's ability to command a crowd is second to none. Also yeah. with Dave Bellum on bass. Um, oh my God, how did I forget the drummer's name? I feel so bad. Ryan. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, um, the, oh my God, who's the other guitar player in this time's brutal? Oh, Brian Walker. Oh, I'm having a connection problem over here. Oh, there we go. We're good. But, so anyway, yeah. This time's brutal was an outstanding band that played for many years and i shared the stage with them more often than not as the fat cat now the yeah. best part about it there was one time they weren't on a show and you were playing their brand new album over the pa yeah. well as a fan and a friend i learned to play most of their album so as i'm setting up my drums and sound checking waiting on abraham i just start fucking drumming along to you being like shut up they'll think you're making fun of them and i'm like no they won't i put money they won't and all of a sudden, fucking, they all poke their heads in the back. They're like, fuck yeah, dude. That's badass. That album's only been out a month. <laughs> fuck you, Mike Van. Um, that was the thing. If my friend uh, can't have a, had a record out, I was playing it on the on the PA in between bands. And if I knew it, I was A lot of bands. It. Yeah. Uh, like, Fallujah. Look how big they fucking got. Oh, uh, fuck Fallujah, dude. In, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, symbolic. Cranial damage. Oh. oh, cranial damage didn't get big. They stole the best guy and fucking... He shot no, I'm not talking about them getting big. I'm talking about the bands that I played on the PA in between in between sets. Cranial damage is another one of those bands had to wait outside because they're all kids. All kids. Every last one of them. Now they're all, all right. old men. And, and Weston's bald like I am. <laughs> Playing that country band. Go ahead and... Uh, A great intro, country brother. band, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead and give us an intro for the song as he's walking away. 
Damn, your oh, Simpsons yes. collection is good. Yeah. Sorry, I got this obnoxious dog, but if I don't let her in, she starts barking, and that'll ruin our feed. So, this next song is sadly the only video that This Time's Brutal ever released. Super awesome concept, and they actually used to have Brutal Innocence come up and sing this. Myself and Jenna would go on stage and sing this with them every single time. Where the fuck she at? Uh, she was here, but you know, you kept rambling about friendship instead of playing music, so I think we lost her. But anyway, <laughs> this is My Dying Hands by This Time's Brutal, and you're hearing it right here on episode two of Raiding the Vault with Lunchbox and Vanik, the Fat Cat episode.
This is raiding the vault, Vanekin lunchbox, and that was this time's brutal. All right, brother. What was your favorite Skin Lab show? The Fat Cat. You know what? Honestly, I never saw Skin Lab at the Fat Cat. Are you kidding me? No, that was after I'd moved off to Sacramento. So my trips were oh. few and far between. And you always, always booked them on a night I had to close. Oh, dude. Dude, Skin Lab. Uh, we've had so many great shows with Skin Lab. Um, I saw more at the workshop and at the virtual than I did mm -hmm. actually at the fucking, and never saw them at the Fat Cat. Dude, um, every big show I think I put on. Skin Lab was there. Um, Forbidden Skin Lab was there. We had uh, well, Straight Steve Lines. There. No, Skin Lab opened for Forbidden. I'm just saying, even if even on a lot of the big shows where Skin Lab wasn't on the bill, mm -hmm. Steve yeah. showed up. We had Reignition, which is one of his other bands. Reignition. Wow, uh, we had Deadvolt a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Another, another Steve Escovel band. Um, so, dude. Why Skin Lab? Why do you think Skin Lab was so important to the fact that Skin Lab was not only important to the Fat Cat Man? Skin Lab was important to the Central Valley Bay Area Sacramento scene, dude, all the way around, mm -hmm. man. Like, honestly, one of my favorite drunken, stupid moments in my life is at Corn in 2017, the day after I'd quit Verizon. Yeah. I was sitting there freaking about life and getting yeah. drunk. Watch, getting ready to watch corn, and I bumped into Steve Escobel mm -hmm. with his kid. And Steve Escobel, you know, I where I, was that shoreline? Been, huh? Where was that shoreline? What? The venue. Yeah, shoreline. And okay. uh, what? Yeah, shoreline. Sorry, there's lag. So anyway, like I bump into Steve and shake his hand, and everybody knows I've got a bit of a hero thing for Steve. Like mm -hmm. I'm just because they went on to great heights and no matter what, you still saw Steve roaming around at any Bay area, Sacramento or Modesto show that he wanted to go to. You would just look up and there comes Steve Escobar. Cause that was the guy he was. He just always had his finger on the pulse. And I walked up and shook his hand and gushed to him for like 10 minutes about it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. straight up in front of his son. And then the next day when my wife's badgering me about it, I feel like a McAsshole, straight up. So I fucking, I shoot him a text. I'm like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. I'm sorry if I was a drunk idiot. I'm just flat out. I'm fucking sorry, dude. And he was like, dude, no. Like, my son, like, he was too young to understand what was going on at the time. So, like, now he just thinks of me this boring old man who plays in a band. When you came up and did that, I got to look at it and be like, see, son, there are people that think I'm a badass. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> dude, I'm just saying. Uh, what up, Koi? Um, every Koi time. Bear, or as I like to call him, the icon. Yeah. Every time we, I did something important, Steve was there. And... I can't say enough good things about those guys. Everybody that's ever been in the skin lab was hella cool. So off their yeah, recent, off their most add a very funny fucking uh, sound to your name. It's not Mike Vanek. It's my. It's Va Mike it's Vanek. Vanek. <laughs> yeah, Vanek. he does that on purpose. Yeah, you're talking uh, about boy Vanek. 
Yeah, um, I fucking um, first time I saw Steve, I was probably nine or ten years old when he was in Defiance. So, you know what I mean? It's been a long time. In your backyard? Yeah, probably. All right, guys. This is off their most recent release entitled Venomous. This is Americill by Skin Lab. Only one motherfucking skin lab, dude. End of Absolutely. discussion. Yeah. Uh, to this day, still 
as far as bands that I had to go work and go get, <clears throat> Skin Lounge probably my favorite band. Um, well, dude, you act like it was so hard to get them. I mean, you, you offer them a fair guarantee and a pack of socks for Steve, and you got them. That's where I got the pack of socks thing from when I was on Moonshine Bandits. I need a I, I need a bag of black crew socks. Hanes. Why? Just get it done. I'll tell you that's, now. I, I need, need it. it. Yeah, I need it bad. I'm like, man, my feet stink. <sighs> No, it's right, funny. Andrew Holzbar taught me that trick. He was like, dude, like, mm-hmm. you know, people come up with weird writers. He's like, Steve from Skin Lab wants a bag of socks. And I was like, you know, that's actually pretty smart. So um, probably one of the next episodes we're going to do, because I think we're going to do X-Fest next time. And then oh. after you pick, after you pick yours, I want to do um, my next one would be our out-of-town bands that we brought in in from and they became part of our scene hostility will definitely be one of those bands oh yeah that's our headliner that night no question no question someone's got to track down some fucking scribble oh god they were so good so good so good i haven't heard fucking fork tongue we heard their demo and we're like holy shit these are probably some like 35 year old fucking monsters been fucking doing death metal for 20 years no a bunch of fucking 20 year old kids yeah, and they started in high school. All right, you guys sit out back till you go on stage, but it'll be awesome, we promise. Yeah. Um, they were from Sacramento? Yes. Yeah. And they didn't they have, like, the side band? No, I think you're thinking Scrooge. That was, like, super death metal? No, you're thinking yes. Sick of God, right? No, that that's Scribble. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the side was fucking just as good. I disagree. I, I like Scribble better. Scribble, yeah. Scribble was iconic. But anyway, we're not here to talk um, about Scribble. We're talking about the Fat Cat Music House and Lounge. And you wanted me to bring up a particular story. Yes. So, picture this. 2000. Mm-hmm. I was in a little mm-hmm. band called Mutilate the Dead. I had just had to admit to my father-in-law that I was a failure and needed to move in with him because my wife and I both lost our jobs. Pretty rough go of the year. So I play a show in Delhi with Mutilate the Dead on November 28th. November 29th, as most of y'all know, is my birthday. So I wake up the next morning and I drag my punk ass to the shower. A little hungover. My wife proceeds to open the door and let me know, hey, you didn't fully shut the car door last night, so it didn't completely lock. Our car got broken into All your pipes and your weed are gone. Fuck. So I had a half eight the weed, four really nice glass pipes that were a gift from my boy Maurice, gone. Gone. And needless to say, this was also the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and I worked at a Valero right off of Interstate 5. Meaning, it's our busiest day. So they had originally offered me the day off and then told me they had to take one of my days off. And I'd said, how about Saturday? They said, it's got to be Sunday. And I said, well, fuck. So I go in and I work a nine hour shift with no lunch and a broken fucking zero button on my register. Hungry, irritated, finally get out of there. Go grab an eighth, a half eighth for my boy. Go get 50 bucks in drinking money from grandma. Get some cake, some UFC DVDs. I'm still miserable. I'm just like, fuck, this sucks. I need real food, et cetera. 
But we're going to the Fat Cat that night to see Flaw, who is one of my favorite bands, also one of my wife's favorite bands. I'm still being an irritable dickhead, being like, you care more about Flaw than my birthday, bitch. Like, and my wife's just like, dude, I'm not even going to hang out with you tonight. You're insufferable. Go, go find your friends. So I'm just storming around the Fat Cat being pissed off all night. Like, I'm hungry. Half a beer in me, like so. Now I'm just kind of mildly buzzed and angry because I haven't eaten in like 13 hours. And um, so I go in the bathroom and I smell the unmistakable aroma of the ganja. And so I go sit in the regular, you know, stall because the handicapped one's occupied. And I make sure there ain't nobody else in the bathroom. And I yell, Yo, homeboy, smoking a joint in the cripple stall. <laughs> and he takes a hit and is like, What up? And so I proceed to just vomit all the information that I just told all of y'all at, about how bad my birthday is gone and end it with, so my brother, I'm asking you, may, may I hit that joint? And he takes a hit and he goes, will you take the rap for it if we get caught? And I was just like, will I cap off the worst birthday of my life by getting thrown bodily from the fat cat for smoking a joint in the bathroom? Hell yeah, I will. Like, I will absolutely take that responsibility. So we sit there and pass a joint under the stall back and forth until we finish it. And I'm like, I'll buy you a drink. So he comes out. And to be fair, the way this dude's voice sounded, I thought he was going to be this, like, 280-pound, like, 5'10 guy named Irv. No, he was, like, 6'4", scrawny as fuck, big head, glasses. Really nice. So I bought him a drink. And then Mike Vanek comes and gets me and goes, hey, let's go to the merch booth. I'm going to buy you a shirt. So we go to the merch booth and, uh, you know, you buy me a shirt. I buy a CD and you're like, hey, it's his birthday and he's a huge Flaw fan. And he's just like, oh, it's your birthday. Oh, well, let me let me take you to the bar, buy your birthday shot. So he comes over and he buys me a triple of Tawaka. Oh, God. And like I said, at this point, I'm about a beer and a half deep, um, you know, an empty stomach, Smoke the joint. I got a little buzz on, and I smell that Tawaka. And all I can think is, I'm going to throw this up. <laughs> so I take it back, and I don't throw this up. It is smooth and wonderful and sweet. And then I proceed to let it all go. And just remember, I'm at the flat, Fat Cat on my birthday coming to see Flaw at the behest of my brother, 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 brother. And I just go ahead and have fun. I catch the end of Nothing But Loser set. They were awesome. And this is years before I was in that band. And then Flaw hits the stage. Mike Vanning makes a point to let Chris Bowles know that it's my birthday and I'm a huge Flaw fan. Chris Bowles toasts me, puts the mic in my face for a couple lines and stuff. And uh, after the show, we go out back and I proceed to hang out with Chris Bowles and his girlfriend, Katie, who does the unthinkable. And by the way, this is back in 2009. So don't try to prosecute. Get to my wife to do, as I said, the unthinkable and smoke weed. And proceeds yeah. to let me hound dog him like a drunken idiot for the next two hours. Okay, so this and is Mike what we're going to do. continuation to this story. Um, yeah, so we had a band called Beyond All Brutality. And um, their lead singer is a guy that always handed in the ticket money. We did a ticket split. You get $4 for a $10 ticket. House gets six, you know, which ended up paying for all the costs. Well, 
Squirrel, the singer for Beyond All Brutality, hands me a check. And he works at Bank of America, and his checks are always good. So I'm like, whatever. So he hands me the check, and then later at night, I found out that he didn't work at Bank of America anymore. Well, the next day, I get a call from the manager, the fat cat, Captain John. And he says, hey, this is your friendly bartender, Captain John. Uh, the band that played here last night came here looking for you because the check you gave them bounced. And I just sent them to your house. <laughs> so, so you got about 15 minutes before they get there. And everybody knows Mike Vanek had a 24-inch Haro fucking bicycle called the Black Mamba. And I got on the motherfucker, and I was gone on the other side of the town at JoJo from Nothing But Losers House. Told him, dude, the fucking scrolls check man, they're fucking looking for me. And I hit JoJo's house for about four hours, <laughs> and then went home. Uh, oh, man, that was so horrible. <laughs> Anyways, so this I is mean, what we're gonna. I mean, I got Go another ahead. story to tell you about something like that, but you know, I'll get there. Yeah, um, so I have audio from that show, and then when the audio um, is done, we're going to go into another song. When we come back, we'll talk about that band. So let me pull this up right here. So we used to do this thing called 209 Productions Video Blog, and um, I have a shitload of them. I just happen to have two of them here. This is the shorter one of the two. This is from the Flaw Show at the Packet. This, that's a loser starting out beyond all brutality. Fucking starting out. I knew I forgot somebody. Right. Because they both have a different, very different Shows like Modesto Virtual Pizza. Check it out. I'm an old schooler. I'm kind of old. You know, I'm 31. But you guys are all cute. Right? The real American hero. Yeah. Chris Bowles. We're going to be touring all summer.
Damn, I filmed a lot of skin laps. <laughs> I was gonna say, brother, you can cut this, man. You can't hear it for shit.
jumped right into it that was the almighty last iteration of sickle with their central valley hit my own which my god dude i still remember the first time they played lono call which was their re-debut mm -hmm. and like that whole crowd and all five of them on stage just moving like this yeah and um, i've been a big fan of theirs ever since they were sickle cell uh they have reunited they are writing new material I'm, I'll believe it when this, I see it. And if you're watching, fuck you, Adam Rafferty. I'm waiting patiently. Uh, and if you got something to say about it, message us and we'll send you the link. You can come say it live. So, yeah. I'll, I'll bring you on. Um, Greg Fender does a recording service. So bands that don't really know how to record, hit up Mr. Greg Fender from Sickle. And he he'll send you... Yeah, and he'll he'll show you how to do it. He'll record you for a, you know, a nominal fee, and bro, might hear some resin party in the next year, thanks to Fender. So, tell me about the epic band that that was, motherfucking Epidemia. Ah, uh, yes. So, the reason I say they're so important to the Fat Cat. Right as the Fat Cat really started to get rolling, Modesto used to have this event called the Royal Rumble, where they yeah. would actually invite band members to participate <laughs> in amateur boxing matches in order to be on this gigantic <laughs> festival called Rockstock, which was supposed to be headlined by Drowning Pool, but Dave Stage Williams actually passed less than one week out. Yeah. So it was then headlined by Tommy Lee. I got to have a story. No point, and yeah. then we got Oleander. So anyway, uh -huh. so all these boxing matches come up, man. And we're and, and like I so, I'm so pissed that this happened before the age of this of the camera phone because my god, all I got were pictures of all my boys getting knocked out. But at the end of the night, one band reigned supreme. And that was the almighty Mexametal Epidemia. If you ever saw these guys, you will know two things about them. One, they could crush a crowd, were tighter than anybody, and had the biggest energy of any band ever. Two, they did it all in Spanish. So only about 40% of us yeah. were able to understand the majority of what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And, and still have a big beauty. following in Mexico. Um, they're following, you know, I know people from Mexico. As soon as I say to me, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, seriously? Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, um, what's band called? Wait, what? Chongo's band that he's in now. Oh, currently Chongo is in um, October. Who is actually one of mm -hmm. my favorite bands, dude? Check out their their albums on Spotify. They just released a yeah. couple new songs. They've not given us a full album yet, a second full album yet, but you can check out their first album right now on Spotify and a couple singles. Also, they do, and it is available on there, a killer cup co uh, cover in Spanish of 
typo negatives. I don't want to be me, except it's mm-hmm. yo no quiero serio. And oh, I actually God, got dude. it and played it with him when we played with him. Um, so get a hold of him and tell him to send me a YouTube link and I'll put him on Sounds of the Underground. Got your back. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> we'll just tell him we're going to put you on there. Okay. Um, so Epidemia is one of the first bands that were fucking and was just like, that's the next big thing. And their drummer, Paylon, is probably one of the top five drummers in the Central Valley ever. Number one. Number yeah. one. Absolutely. Uh, the King of Straight Beers, up, man. I love dude, no, that dude. No contest. And um, just, I can't say enough good things about this man. Captain Kurt, you know, later went on to sing for fucking And All Was Lost and fucking uh, Sworn to the Black. So, fucking. And, and, and really was a crazy evolution because when you hear his voice in, in mm-hmm. Epidemia, that is yeah. not the same voice in Sworn yeah. to the Black. It is a whole different thing. And uh, you, actually at that Rockstock yeah. show where they played was where mm-hmm. I first met and really hung out with Kirk for any amount of time. And that was because my wife was old enough to get in the beer garden at the time. I was not. So me and my mom went up to the bleachers to smoke weed. And Rockstock, was that the me, one with the big skateboard ramp? Uh, no, that was the one at John Thurman Field. Okay. Yeah. And so we're up there in a baseball stadium. I look a row back and there's fucking Kirk from Epidemia long before he was a married man, kicking it with like three chicks. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. what's up, dude? You know? And, uh, to me at the time I was a 19 year old kid. So this guy was celebrity royalty to me. And he just was like, Hey man, I've, I've met you. I've seen you out there a few times, dude. I dig it. I love it. Like, you know, let's hang out. And I booked him in Los Banos actually that day. But, uh, you know, so we sat up there and burned. And, uh, man, it just, Latin heavy, Latin heavy metal heavyweights, dude, is no yeah. other way to describe Epidemia. And this was their closing track that they always hit you with. And Mike Vanek, get that button ready. And if you're still watching, I want you singing along at home as we say, El pueblo unido jamás será vacido. El pueblo Junido, Hamasero Vasido, El Pueblo Junido, Hamasero Vasido. El Pueblo Junido, Hamasero Vasido, 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 no!
Oh, yeah, dude. The one and only Epidemia. And when that song came on, dude, everywhere just erupted. So the next band we have for you uh, recently just played at the Cozy Cavern. Corner. Uh, Cozy Corner Tavern. What up, dude? Um, so Stig Murder. What can I say about Stig Murder? Um, there have been times where Gunny Gutierrez has screamed at me, we're never playing for you again. So many but, times. Um, you know, and... Did you ever stop to think that one of those times was the actual last time, Mike Vanek? Yeah, you know, shit happens. Uh, Joel recently posted on Facebook that I would uh, dip out the back door when they played for me. And I just wanted to say, I've never done that at a Sting Murder show. Um, I love through the front door, damn it. So, Stig Murder is one of the most important bands that ever played at the Fat Cat. Uh, they evolved. Their the whole stage show was basically um, melded at the Fat Cat. They got the murder boxes. They fucking. Everything was perfect when Stig Murder played. What are some of your favorite Stig Murder memories from the Fat Cat? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Um, as as mentioned prior, uh, the obtaining of this shirt on my birthday uh, definitely has to top the list. But the biggest one, and it's not so much a Stig Murder memory as it is a Donnie Gutierrez memory. So I mm -hmm. used to be in a band called Suicide Hands. And I just mm -hmm. bought a rack. I was I was the shittiest drummer, man. Like I started drumming to be in this band, and I had crappy gear. And yeah, I had just got this brand new pimp. I had just got this brand new pimp sauce ass rack. Like for a while there, I wasn't even allowed to play the Fat Cat till I got new gear. So we'd always just make sure I played back to back with Stig Murder so I could use Donnie's kit. And right. So I finally get this boss sauce ass new rack. And I put it all together for the first mm -hmm. time. And, you know, I have some help. I don't think to check all the nuts and bolts on it. So literally, I hit my first song. I hit the downbeat on the toms. And I swap over to the China and the fucking on, the, on this arm. And that motherfucker just drops. Off the rack. Just boom, on the ground. Immediately being the professional your old buddy lunchbox is i just go the other direction all right let's go a little drum over here now and donnie <laughs> comes barreling up from the front of the stage like i told you, you to use my game. motherfucker <clears throat> so yeah man i mean that's a starter getting my shirt um watching them open up for so many national bands because Nothing But Losers was not a good band at the time, but JoJo hustled tickets better than anybody. So you'd have yeah, them play, did. you know, second, and then you'd have Stick Murder play right after them <clears throat> to mm -hmm. kind of get that pro look going. Like, start yeah. making it look like the pros are here. And that was something that mm -hmm. Stick Murder has done since day one, is they always look the part of a band. Right. Um, Stig Murder... They played a 420 fest one time, and Mike Alsep, Mike Alsep set up this big giant bomb, two barrels, 
and a, the, the, a, a carpet roll and they had a mushroom light at the end of it. So it looked like a fucking bong. It was. And so we hooked up the smoke machine. So this thing was sitting on the side of the stage at the fat cat with fucking smoke coming up. You know what I mean? And Stig Murder comes out. They all come out onto the stage uh, to Cypress Hill on the PA. Hits and from brother, the bomb. Yeah, hits from the bomb. And meanwhile, this big-ass fucking bomb is blowing smoke into the fat cat. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Right, they, they were, look like fucking stars. So, Napalm Louie is a Central Valley fucking legend. This is Latunga. 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 Um, so he had this thing about it. he would walk right up to me and headbutt me as hard as he could. And he did it several times to the point where I had to be, hey man, you can't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, those guys, and then you know, Blakey singing, um, a myriad of bass players, Joel on guitar. Mostly it was just George. Yeah. Once they got George, they ran with him for years. Yeah. Um, I can't say enough good things about Stig Murder. And then when I was leaving, you know what I mean? Uh, they were played for just about every good show. Have my Exodus poster hanging on my wall above my desk, and they're on it. You know what I mean? Um, so, the last show I ever worked in the Central Valley with the Moonshine Bandits was at the uh, 5150 Warehouse out in Livingston. Also sponsored with Stig Murder. Yeah, so they were they were one of the first Jaeger bands in the Central Valley. They got to open for the Stir because of that, and they played Mayhem. Or Ozfest, or some one of those big, yeah. So they played one of the first Mayhem festivals in front of thousands of people. You know what I mean? Uh, pro band all the way. Um, the last show I worked in the Central Valley, uh, Stig Murder opened for the Moonshine Bandits because they were a 5150 band. And um, I just moved to Tennessee. This was the last time I worked there. And Donnie looked at me and said, Pal, it's gonna suck now. You're gone, and that was one of the biggest compliments I've ever got my whole life. You know what I mean? Right, and that and from Donnie, that's an epic speech. Yeah, yeah. Like Cause, cause um, that's not Donnie's thing. I can't tell you how good it was to actually get some time with him at the Cozy Corner, man. Like, yeah, like I first person I walk up to, and the best part was is I got to walk up to him. I realized I'd forgotten something. I walk over to him and I'm like, "Hey." I ain't seen you in three years. Can I have? Can I ask you a favor? And he's just like, uh, "What do you need? Can I borrow your rug?" Oh yeah, that's not even big. Dude. Um, so he's hit me up and um, fucking, I have three tracks to send him. So three of the songs in the upcoming Resin Party record are gonna have Donnie playing drums. So fucking, look forward to that. You did a better job yeah. of getting me. Oh no, you're gonna be on. You're on. You're getting tracks too. All right. Like I said, you, you, you're gonna. You're, you're doing a better job with Donnie. So, anyway, what uh, Stig Murder song do you have for us tonight, sir? Uh, this is my favorite Stig Murder song. And as we're winding down, 
Uh, we have one more song to play after this. Um, this is Murder Leaf, which is a unique take on a Black Sabbath classic. And the thing about it is, me and uh, Louie were both born in 1979. He is Mr. 1979. <laughs> Don't believe us, just be, ask him. Yeah, he'll tell you all about it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a 1979 tattoo um and he mentions it in this song uh this is my favorite fucking song that they did and when they were playing the other night um i kept on the chat because donnie's wife was filming them and um i was like play murder leave play murder leave so this is stig murder and i miss these guys so much um i gotta play with them yeah yeah someday i'm gonna go to oklahoma like i actually got to jump on yeah. stage and play history with them yeah i watched it so Zero rehearsal after like five years dude i know dude donnie is a machine bet you he sat in his fucking jam practiced those songs 20 times a day in between gym visits and work i'll bet so, you he made carla drive the whole way from oklahoma so he could just sit on the dashboard boom tap boom tap boom tap yeah um he like Paylone, like i was saying top five drummers ever in central valley um and donnie gave me my first roll pad and marching sticks dude mike and louie were the perfect compliments to each other on stage you know what i mean for those so you know a lot of people used to call them new metal i'm not buying that you know what I mean? They even were even if it was, why is that a fucking insult? Like, dude, no, they they yeah. encompassed the best of new metal. And let's not forget the fucking axe sling and slasher that is fucking Joel. Yeah, he beat, beat me to it. Like, uh one of the best bar, uh one of the best guitar players Central Valley ever saw was uh Zero Tolerance was that the band he was in before? Correct. Yeah. Um, great guy. Uh there were several DIY shows that happened. Because Joel worked at United Rentals. So we mini generator party is provided by the guitar player from Stig Murder. Alright guys, this is Murder Leaf from Stig Murder. And what are they listening to it on, Davey? Episode 2 of Raiding the Vault with Danik and Lunchbox. The most important, one of top five most important local bands ever played the fact that. She knows ya, she told ya I'm gonna get you laid back
back touch with motherfucking So give me anything you got A blunt wrap, a vapor Two shots of Jaeger So I can go to the dark side and kick it with Vader And later have the munchies eat out of space Baker 100% I'm a joker, I'm a smoker That blunt leaf keeps getting doper Bloper Jacking my speech up Making people think that fucker's not Still not sober 100% I'm here, 79's here We will always motherfucking be here So light up that green shit With the band right here So we can for showing up hell fucking yeah um so as we're winding down i got one more song for you um davy it's time it's vader time um, it's time it's vader time it's vader time motherfucker it's vanic time so uh speaking of vanic time i have a band for you to go check out they're called vanic v-a-n-i-k the guitar player is the guy from me and his name is Paul Vanek and it's spelled the same way as mine. Uh, please go check this band out. They are super, super, super badass. And if you haven't listened to midnight yet, uh, probably top 10, um, fucking, you know, sign metal bands that are doing festivals this summer. Midnight's on every one of those good shows. So go check them out too. Uh, top five national acts you went to at Fat Cat. In no particular order, as my co-host would like to quote, of course, Static X holds a special place in my heart due to the fact that we saw them just after our anniversary and we saw them another time at the Fat Cat. The Mighty Twisted. Yeah. Head P.E. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, and what's great there about Head P.E. is I've seen Head P.E. at their best and their worst. This show you mentioned with Full Scale was their worst. When they mm -hmm. played with Twisted, that was their mm -hmm. best. That was the show that I met um, Beaver, 
he was their merch guy. He ended up being Twisted's merch guy when we went on tour with him. And that was my homie on tour. You know what I mean? Um, oh, that's three. Who I are got? some of your favorite? Hold on. Okay. That's only three. Devil Driver. Mm -hmm. No question about it, man. I saw Devil oh, Driver. Fuck. I saw Devil Driver twice. Yeah. Once um, we were making fun of Barry, your dad, who were awesome as shit, by the way. But, you know, mm -hmm. I come from the old school circle pit realm. So the first time I saw hardcore dancing, it was kind of funny to me. You know, yeah. so me and Donnie from Stigmurder are back there in the hallway karate chopping each other and shit, making fun of mm -hmm. it. And here comes Des Farfara down the hallway. And, like, we all get in this big, giant, hardcore dancing, karate kicking circle for, like, you know, 30, 40 seconds. And then he just laughs and fucking slaps me and Donnie on the back and then walks into the green room. Doesn't say a word. That, that guy is the biggest rock star we ever heard. And... Um, he well, was I'm just also cool, saying though. I may or may not have had a threesome with Chuck's wife Dawn with uh Dez from Far For Us, <laughs> uh, because like we were down front and she was at the stage and I was against it and she was bent over and kind of <laughs> close up on me and at the same time she also grabbed Dez Far For His package, so like that counts, right? <laughs> that like we had to at live at the Fat Cat. Like I had to come out and tell my wife I think I just had a threesome. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I just, I wanted to have a good way to start that story because otherwise it's just, dude, Chuck's wife was grinding on me and grabbed Des's dick at the same time. It was weird. But, mm -hmm. So I just told her, I think I had a threesome in the fat cat. What? Okay. So here's how it went. Um, but honestly, and this is probably going to be a weird one to finalize my list. The one and only Il Nino. Oh my God. Yeah. I was a huge fan of El Nino, um, mm -hmm. Christian Machado, um, and he is a womanizing dirtbag. Um, my wife had the biggest thing for this fucker. Like, mm -hmm. and um, it was one of the few times me and my wife were down down front together. And, you know, I got my arms around my wife, and she's singing along to El Nino, and Christian spots her and puts the mic in her face, and she immediately goes from singing full volume to silent. So I got to work the um, Blue Ridge Rock Fest with Moonshine Bandits. And it was this giant festival at two stages. Head PE was there. El Nino was there. A bunch of good bands. I think Megadeth played on another stage. But um, it was almost the fact so, that you didn't try to take it through in Megadeth. Yeah. Um, so I'm loading my stuff and I'm doing, I'm really busy. It was one of my busiest days because I had to take care of the bus and the stage. And I walked up to a room, said, Hey, man, my name is Vanek. Fucking, I worked at the Fat Cat in Modesto. You guys play there a couple times with El Nino and Man Made God. And I saw you play with Machine Head in Modesto. And anyway, is there any way I can get a picture with you? And you know me, I don't, I don't ask for pictures. I let pictures happen. If I'm there, if they happen. Right. He was he was one of the few still talking to me on Facebook. Fucking uh, check out his new band because he's not a Neil Nino anymore. The Lions at the Gate, bro. Sick ass Solid fucking band. metal. Solid yeah. band. Totally cool. So um, my top five. Uh, first and foremost, probably gonna try to stick to shows i played there um number one i'm just gonna go from one to five number one has to be exodus 
Who threatened to break your legs? Their agent did. Um, and he's a fucking womanizing scumbag as well. I'm just uh, saying, this is one of my favorite fucking Mike Vanek stories. Oh, God, yeah. brother, I'm so happy to you. I thought your exit is here to break my legs. So um, number four is a tie between Testament and Forbidden because both of those shows were just everything I can ever ask for. You know what I mean? Uh, number three would have to be uh, Y&T. Okay. They, they played there 17 times. They were from the Bay Area. I grew up listening to them. They played my there 17 mom. times that you were there for. Oh, God. They and, probably played there 67 times. And X-Fest. Throw X-Fest onto that. And um, so, dude, and then, so number two would have to be Skin Lab and Straight Line Stitch. Straight Line Stitch from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh Oh, that show was just so good. My first loser show with Whiskerline Stitch. Um, brother, that that show, it was Straight Line Stitch, Better Left Unsaid, and Skin Lab headlining, and then all the good bands at that time were on that show. Uh, that was one of the first times Cranial Damage got to play in the Fat Cat. Um, Juan Ortiz did the flyer for it. I still have it somewhere. Um, just every. Stig Murder, uh, Nothing But Losers, Better Left Unsaid. Better, I can't believe we haven't talked about Better Left Unsaid, dude. You know what I mean? Fucking we'll play that Jason. next show. We, play, we played fucking two BLU songs last show. They could get skipped once. It's okay. Okay. I'm just saying they were a big part of the fact. We mentioned Jason Better G Left Unsaid. We talked about Steve Jason, Brandon playing with him. G Jason and Jones. Is another one of those top five best guitar players in the valley ever. Steve Jason Jones, Jones is a, Jason Jones is a fucking genius, and he knows seven different kinds of martial arts, and he'll fucking kill you with his bare hand. But beside he the can point, um, kill you with his bare hands, but he won't. So, um, and number one, number one is number five is any show that damn played on. That that that's cheating. It's a good it's segue, but it's cheating. Brother, okay, well then fuck, how how do you choose? Because they played the good metal shows. They played the good rock shows. They played the blues shows. They played anything that, you know, they, they had their mild set, they had their rock set. Fucking okay, I got it. My number one show was the mentors in damn at the fat cat and um the hey, mentor you want to steal this drum set <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped in porn but we can just take that off <laughs> hey you want this drum set <laughs> they're leaving it here probably um <laughs> they left it here, they left it the here last time okay. uh the mentors were fucking so good to me and i was fortunate enough to meet Eldon um, LDJ when I was a kid and they dude shout out to Mad Dog Mark out in Bakersfield Mad Dog Tattoo in Bakersfield um, they just took care of me dude and they were fucking awesome uh, is their guitar player a big fucking huge drug addict yeah but fuck it <laughs> 
You know, you know what I mean? Their bass player, Dr. Heathen Scum, Mr. Steve Broy, is one of my fucking heroes. And it's a pleasure to do business with him every time he comes to town. Um, but Damn is the most important band that ever played at the FACA. And Mike Alsep and Russ Alsep, Sean, fucking Rob Berthelson, later Meeker, Tim Allen played keyboards for them. Um, dude, still to this day, they've been around for 30 years. And if there's a stage for, for them to play on, they'll come and play their fucking songs. Uh, Russ Alsep lives in Hollywood now. And, um, I like love we mentioned, Hollywood stories. Yeah. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Mike and Jen Altup's daughter in Dakota was in a really bad accident. Go to their social media and dig up their uh, GoFundMe or just go to GoFundMe and um, search Altup's and please help out my family. You know what I mean? I, me and Ida used to go to their house for Thanksgiving every year. And a lot of people know that Mike and Russ's uncle, Michael also, is the guitar player for Three Dog Night. And I've got to sit next to him several times, listen to him say, tell Three Dog Night stories and play fucking guitar. And it was nothing but a privilege, dude. Um, you know, I have damn tattooed on my arm. They are the closest thing to family that I have in Modesto. What do you think about him? Dude, I love Dan. Like, Mike also, you know, Jen also herself, you know, Russ, <clears throat> just always been super cool, cool to me. I've played a lot of shows with them. Just wonderful people. I, I, you, you, you said it all. The best backyard parties I've ever been to in my whole life. I damn near lived in their backyard. Uh, we were there all the time just hanging out with them. Uh, nothing but fucking good vibes that camp. Uh, I love every one of them like family. Fucking, this is my favorite song that they play. Um, they recently, um, well, recently, a couple years ago now, um, they did a battle of the bands in LA on their radio station. I got to go down to Hollywood and play the Viper Room. This is the song that won them that contest. One of the next to rock finalists from Modesto. I love me some slide guitar. It's a band called Damn. The song is Black Door on KLOS. <laughs> Ground. Help the 
Mighty Dam, uh, fucking, like I said, the most important, uh, most important band they ever play there. The last two shows that ever happened at the Fat Cat was me and Dam. I unfortunately wasn't no, there. No, it wasn't. Huh? No, it wasn't. What were the last two shows at the Fat Cat? The final roar at the Fat Cat did not include Dam. No, they played the, they played the night before. Or the night yeah. after. No, uh, it was the and, night before. We, we were the last one. Yeah. Uh, so, God, I wanted to be there so bad. I was on tour. I was in the back of a fucking Springer van fucking working for a country fucking country bear jamboree. All right. So, um, we hope you guys like this fucking little dedication to this place that meant a lot to us. Um, Davey, where can people find y'all on social media? 
You can find my show, Talking Shop with the Boston Box, on Talking Shop with the Boston Box on Facebook. Don't forget to join Talking Shop with the Boston Box Facebook discussion group where we bullshit about all the bullshit that you want to bullshit about all day, every day. You can find us also on Instagram at Talking Shop with the Boston Box, uh, shop underscore talking on Twitter, and every Monday night live on YouTube and Facebook at Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box. You can also hear all our past episodes on Spotify. Uh, you can find my band Nothing But Losers at Nothing But Loser on Facebook, Nothing But Loser. I'm sorry, Nothing But Losers on Facebook, Nothing But Losers on Instagram, and Nothing But Loser, that is no S on Twitter. You can also find us live in Sonora next Friday night on the 14th. Cool. Tell me about the rest. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if you uh, didn't get enough of my wonderful voice, you can hear me live on January 8th, this Saturday at the Atwater Veterans Hall, where we host CAW's All Out War, where there will be four titles on the line, an I Quit match, a ladder match, and a Falls Count Anywhere match. Dude, this is going to be a bloodbath. And just to follow it up the next night with Strummer Slam Homecoming, Blacklist Pro Wrestling at Strummer's, the Holland mm-hmm. Halls, where we have the Blacklist Battle Brawl to crown our first ever Blacklist Heavyweight Pro Champion and I will be in the best seat in the house. So, show um, CWA is that what it is? Yes. Um, so, number one, it's at Castle Air Force Base. So, if you're going, take your kids no, it isn't. and it is not it isn't? At Castle Air Force Base. No. Okay. It is at the Castle Veterans Memorial Hall on the corner of Bellevue that- and um, Green Sands. Okay. Because I looked it up and it was Castle Air Force Base. But I made No, it, it isn't. It's right next door to it. Okay. Uh, but anyway, if you're going to that show, swing by Castle Air Force Base and take your kids to the show on their planes. You can go fucking see fucking SR-51 Blackbirds and fucking um, the real fucking fighter planes. And if they're you're, back when I was that that big, they would let you sit in them. And um, I took my son James, and he got to sit on when he was a little baby. So, dude, go check that out. Um, I'm really looking forward to that card. I hope I get to watch it somehow. Um, Daniel Torch versus Christina Von Eri. Cannot tell you how good of a match that's going to be. Two of the best wrestlers in NorCal are going to go to war. Um, and, you know, break down the fourth door. Um, there's a lot of history there between those two. They're really good friends. So uh, that that is going to be a monster of a match. And I really hope I get to see it. Uh, honestly, as much as I'm looking forward to that, that's my number two. Sean Sims and Johnny Butabi in Falls County anywhere, dude. Johnny Butabi has been one of the best in California for years. Um, Johnny Butabi's incredible, dude. He used to wrestle on the NEW shows at the Fat Cat. He is my favorite so, 209 wrestler, hands down. When we do our local mm-hmm. wrestling show, we'll we'll talk more about the wrestling shows at the Fat Cat. Yes. All right. Well, Mike Vanek sucks. Podcast is everywhere. Uh, check us out rss.com, where you can hear this very episode of Rating the Vault anytime you want. rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash Mike Vanek sucks. Go to tpublic.com and not only support Mike Vanek Sucks, but support Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box, support of the Dead Designs, 
support everybody that has art up on T Public. Every time you support a local artist on T Public, we get money for that. There are uh, Raiding the Vault with Vanican Lunchbox t-shirts and nothing's on sale right now. So every time you buy a t-shirt, me and Lunchbox get money for that. So every dime goes back into the program. So please support us. And uh, Mike Vanek Sucks is on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So check it out. All right. So we're going to leave with one of Davey's favorite current bands. Because I want people to know about this band. This is one of my favorite bands out right now. They are called they Life have Jacket. A new song coming out on the seventeenth of this month. Tell me, tell our people about Life Jacket, brother. Well, I hosted these guys a little Christmas shindig a few weeks back. These are our boys: J Dub, Killer Kelly, Kells, E Rock, Fuentes, and Macker Melkor, also in the Infirmities. This is the best and finest pop punk band in the central valley pinkies up the one and only life jacket check it out you're listening to it on the rating the vault with vanican lunchbox we will see you next we will see you next time me and lunchbox are going to chill for a minute on the post after this but dude please go to our facebook click like hit share and we will see you guys next month This is Lifejack on Reading the Vault.